What up, guys? This is Ortandia, and you are tuning in to your favorite podcast, House of Ortandia. How are you guys doing? How was your week? How was your day? How are you right now? And let's just jump right into it. Self-assessing. When you sit back and you just look and see where you are, and as opposed to where you want to be, um, and what where's the gaps? Where where the gaps? Um, and I'm taking it more more so from a mental state as opposed to some financial state and a, even a relational state, if you will. Like, where am I and where do I want to be? And I'm hoping it, it helps you guys, your listeners, to do the same, to self-assess. Where were you emotionally and where, where, where do you want to be? And what's the gap? What's preventing you from doing that? And so um, one of the things I was reviewing um, was 1 Corinthians 13. Whether you're a Christian or not, you have heard of 1 Corinthians 13. That's the love chapter. And it just talks about, I'm going to read it so I don't want to butcher it. But it says, and this is a New Living Translation that I'm reading from. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of, the God, all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of wrong of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And that's 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. And so I'm going through these point by point. Uh, starting at... Um, um, what it is. Love is patient and kind. Am I patient and kind? Mm, depends on the day. Depends on if my belly full, if I'm tired. And that just cannot... I just can't... That just can't be, that can't be. And to be patient means to withhold. Like, you don't be vengeful. If somebody does something to you, you do something right back. That's not patient. Patient is, look, okay, I'm able to endure whatever's happening. And I don't mean no abuse and all this kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. But, I mean, if somebody runs you off, uh, cuts you off in the road, are you following them, trying to fight them and all this kind of stuff? Or somebody jumps in front of you in the line at the store. Are you trying to jump them, fight them, cuss them out? You know, are you patient? It's patient and kind. And to be kind means to be mild. And doing my self-assessment, I'm finding that I can be more abrasive than mild. And, you know, there are some, I guess, there are some instances where abrasiveness can be, or perceived abrasiveness can be, um, needed 
Uh, like if you're trying to say that my faith in Christ isn't real, if you're trying to say that Christ, Jesus Christ isn't real, you're going to get some abrasiveness, boo. Period. Point blank. Um, but that's your perceiving me being abrasive. That's me being standing up for what I believe. Um, so, but back to the matter at hand, there are some instances where, no, there are a lot of instances where I'm very abrasive because I'm, I'm annoyed or I'm hungry or I'm tired or I just don't want to do something or whatever. Um, but that's not love. It's love is mild. Okay. And then it says love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. And that jealousy means there's something burning on the inside of you, like that burning feeling. You know what jealousy is. Somebody has something that you want, whether they have attention that you want, they have a position or responsibility or power or material things or relationship that you want. You know that you get that burning feeling on the inside. But that is not love. It is not boastful. You don't or proud, which means to put yourself on display to talk about to so that people can know you and be drawn to you and all of this kind of stuff or to, or rude to be to act in a way that's abnormal <laughs> in a sense um it love does not demand its own way like everybody got to do things my way if everybody wants to go to the zoo for instance I'm just random they just want to go to, and I'm like I want to that we need to go to the coffee shop Everybody want to go to the mall. I'm like, no, we need to go to, we need to do what I want to do. Like, that's not love. That's very childish, by the way. But that's certainly not love. Um, what else it says? Um, love is not irritable. And honey, I got the market, I got the market shut down on irritability. But I am like, I can't stay there. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, it's a, it's definitely a mark of immaturity and childishness if you're easily irritable irritated the least little thing irritates you you know and so yeah what else it keeps no records of being wronged i'm sure a lot of husbands that are listening (laughs) would say my wife got a bind an encyclopedia full of stuff that i've done wrong and she brings it up at the most opportune times or vice versa a wife may say that i don't know i'm not married so i don't know what goes on between married people but um, you don't, you're not supposed to keep a record. If somebody did a wrong, a wrong to you, they say they, they say something offensive or, um, they say, I don't know, say these people, this person was supposed to be your friend and maybe you share something with him or her and then you got in a group setting and then she let some of it out or she said some of it or whatever. But then you guys worked it out. You reconciled, you talked it out. You decided to forgive one another. And then when you get mad at him or her, you bring it up again. Well, remember that time we, I told you such and such and we got in that group setting and you told them that that's not love. You cannot keep a record of what people have done to you. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. Uh, it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice. So say, for instance, you are, um, let's see, let's get a good one. Let's get a good one. Say, for instance, you hate police officers. And say, a, a, you know, a police officer and say a Philadelphia cop, like they have done, they have, they arrested the young men in Starbucks, right? This is a good example. And then years later, you find out that a police officer, you know, was just walking into a, a Walgreens and 
you know, off duty, you know, just going to Walgreens like normal, like everybody else does. And when he walked into Walgreens, he got shot in the head. And you're like rejoicing. Because cops are dirty and they, they do, that's what they get. But that that is wicked, first of all, for you to think that way. Um, but then I had to check my own heart because I have rejoiced in injustices. When something has happened to a police officer, I would be like, mm. I mean, I mean, I've gone to that extreme. Like, yeah, that's what they get. They died. They got cancer. Oh, oh well. I may not have gone to that extreme, but when things have happened to cops, like, let's see. Let's, let, wait, let, before I say I haven't gone to no extremes, let me go back. Because this, 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 this is a time of transparency. Let me see. I, want, I was going to go back to this. Remember in Dallas? I don't remember when this was, but the, the young man, he was, he was, um, he was shooting cops from like some building. This was like a few years ago. I'm going to say anywhere from two to three years ago. And I don't know how many officers died at that time, but I think right before that something had happened to a black person. I, I can't remember, but I do remember he was, a, he was sniping. Oh, he was a sniper and he was killing cops, just randomly shooting cops. Um, I don't think that I was upset about that. I think that I was like, oh, oh well. Mm. I think I was real flip, like, oh, that's a shame. But I don't think I cared that cops lost their lives because there, some fool decided to be a sniper and just pick cops off for whatever reason that he had against police officers. And so, yeah, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong for that. Like, I cannot rejoice when something unjust happens to a, pe- a people group, whether it's white people, police officers the IRS (laughs) whatever I can't rejoice when something happens to people that we might not necessarily like or care for we can't rejoice when something happens to somebody within that people group you know I don't hate cops because I I know some very good officers shout out to officer or Matthew who's definitely a friend of of our church here in Philadelphia um he's a dope a dope guy um Shout out to uh, police officer um, Ernest. He's my brother, uh, Ernest, uh, here in Philadelphia. Um, Shout out to him, you know, dope police officer. Like, I don't have a hatred for police officers. I just, I have a hatred for those that are corrupt. And I shouldn't say hatred, that's a strong word. I have a strong dislike for police officers that are corrupt. So if there are half a million police officers in the country about... 50,000 of them are corrupt and they have no business on the police force. Those I have a serious disdain for. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't hate police officers, but I cannot rejoice. Even though that 10% do foul, wicked, crazy stuff to black people, brown people, women, children, whomever, I cannot rejoice or be flip if something happens to a police officer you know, that I hear about in the news. Cause that's, that's rejoicing in injustices. And I say on that a little bit too long, <laughs> let's move along. Um, but love rejoices whenever the truth wins out, whenever there's justice, that's when love rejoices. Um, love never gives up. So if you're, I was going to use the example of marriage, but I've never been married and I don't know what parameters could make someone give up on their marriage I don't, I don't even have a, I don't have a dog in that fight, so I won't even bring that up. Um, so love never gives up. So if 
I'll, I'll use the example of my sibling, my younger sister. She has decided that she wants to be separate from the family. You know, our brother passed away in July, and we were all together, including her. We were, you know, uniting. We were loving on each other. We were just being there for one another. And then she went back to her where she lives, and then she just cut us off. And so it, I was, so I haven't heard from her since August, right? And so I was getting very concerned because I was like, okay, I don't know if she's a dead or alive. I was getting really fearful. My sister-in-law had had a dream about her, and my nephew had had a disturbing dream about her. And so I was, you know, desperately trying to reach out to her, reach out, reach out, reach out. And she would never return my calls or my text messages or anyone else's for that matter. And so I was just like, you know what? And, and, you know, it hurt. It hurt. It still hurts. As I'm talking about it, it's still hurt, hurtful because her and I texted every day before my brother passed away. We were either we would no, we were texting every day, either every day or every other day, always talking, cracking jokes on one another via text. And so for her to just, it's super painful because she cut me off. Now she was distant from my family for a a while, but her and I weren't distant. And so that's, it it, it was super painful. But I say all that to say, I cannot give up on her. I can't just be like, you know what? She grown. She about to be 39 next month. I mean, yeah, 39 next month. And I'm grown, honey. I'm about to be 46 in a few months. I ain't got time for this, whatever, you know, but I love her and I can't give up. I can't give up that our, fr- our relationship and our friendship, but our sisterhood will be broken. I just, I can't give up on that. I just believe that she, I can, I keep praying, Lord, work on my sister's heart, turn her heart, make her heart sensitive, Lord, that she, I will just see my phone, that she's texting me or that she has called me, whatever the case may be. But I, if I, if I truly love her, then I can't give up on her. And what else? Let's get, let's keep going. Um, love never gives up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful, which means I, you know, I, I don't believe in doom and gloom. Love does not believe in doom and gloom. Like this relationship is destined to be a mess. It's always going to be a mess. We always been a mess. Like that is not hope. <laughs> that is not hope. And love endures through every circumstance. Now I'm not talking about no abuse. If you're being abused by a spouse, a sibling, or whomever, get away from them, whether emotionally or physically. Get a run away from them. Get yourself somewhere safe because you you ain't doing nobody no favor by being dead. So I'm not talking about abuse of any kind, sexual, physical, emotional, whatever. You don't endure through that. That's not love. You got to love yourself. Love yourself enough to get to a safe place. But I'm talking about like, through this circumstance, for example, like I said, me and my little sister, this is, this, I got to love, I got to endure through this. I can't just watch, although we, biologically, I couldn't do that anyway because we're, we're biological sisters. We're biological sisters. But, um, you know, you could be estranged from your sibling, never talk to them, whatever. But, no, nope, I'm going to endure with her through this circumstance. I can't make her call me back. I can't make her text me back. But I can keep my heart I can keep my heart right from here in Philadelphia make sure my heart when I think about her you know I gotta keep my heart right and so yeah just just want to do some self-reflecting and how do I plan on 
fixing the gaps or eliminating the gaps. Well, I can't do it on my own because I'm merely a human. But I do have to partner with Holy Spirit. You, if you listen to this podcast, you know full, very full well that I'm a Christian. And so I believe in Holy Spirit, who was uh, the third m- member of the triune God that I believe in, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit was placed in me the day that I gave my heart to Jesus Christ way back some 20 years ago. Um, he was given to me, placed in me, um, to remind me of the truths of God's word, the truth of Jesus's teachings, to help to help me to do those things that pleases the Lord, to help me make better decisions. Honey, he's the best life coach going. If you need a life coach, you need to get born again, which just simply means you and God have beef, and the only way that beef can be resolved is that you trust Jesus Christ to eliminate that beef. Beef. And he eliminated that beef by coming to the earth and accepting and um, getting the punishment that you and I deserve, which was crucifixion on the cross. But then God raised him from the dead. So if you believe that, then you are born, what's called born again, which just means you have a new life. Your new life is in Christ. You will die here in the earth realm. You will, you, everybody's going to die. Um, but however, comma, you will either, you will be going to heaven once you do die. Um, I don't know why I said either. <laughs> if you do not do that, when you die, you will be going to hell. There's no easy way to say it. Hell was not created for people. Um, hell was created for fallen angels. But if you decide, but God does respect your decision. If you decide, no, I don't want to be born again. No, I don't want Jesus Christ. God respects your decision. And you uh, accept the consequences of your decision. But on this podcast, as you know, every time I end it, I always say, I want to see you in heaven with me. And so um, don't make a dumb decision. Like, don't try to be prideful. Don't let the culture tell you, oh, being a Christian, they're judgmental. They're, um, it's a bunch of rules and do's and don'ts. And they hate gay people. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. We do not. We hate sin. We hate sin in our own lives. And sin just means there's a standard and you don't meet it. And God sets the standard. And I don't meet it. You don't meet it. Your cousin don't meet it. Your auntie don't meet it. Your daddy don't meet it. None of us meet it. Only Jesus Christ meets the standard. And so, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> no, I was saying don't let the culture talk, tell you, you know, I don't want to be a Christian because those people. You know, you use a bank and you know some banks are shysty. You know, your bank probably got a bailout and you deep in debt, in student loan debt, but you still use that same bank. You know what I mean? You're, you probably hate your job to the core, but you still go to that job. You know, so don't 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 get caught up in the people aspect of it. I'm I'm asking that you look beyond the people aspect of a church, the churches at the end of your block. Look beyond the people. That people aspect is important, but it's it's secondary. Primary, you need a relationship with God, and you can't determine it. You can't decide on what that relationship looks like, and you don't get to say, well. He should just accept me because I say so. There was a, a, a requirement, and the requirement is Jesus Christ. And it's a simple decision, actually. Like, yo, I just like if you and I had beef, and I want, and I want to, you can't, you couldn't step to me. Don't talk to me. Don't do nothing. But somebody I love very much came to me and was like, yo, Tandia, um, Billy Bob is, yup. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a squash this beef between y'all. I'm gonna bring y'all together, 
and whatever what, what was what was the problem why you don't like billy bob because billy bob stole my money well how much money billy bob stole he stole five hundred dollars from me all right oh i'm gonna give you the five hundred dollars back and we're gonna the beef is squashed and now y'all can be back in a relationship again it's that easy now <laughs> you're probably like what but seriously seriously i say all that to say I want to see your relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't let the culture or people get you away from the the main thing. And the main thing is always God through Jesus Christ. That's always the main thing. Um, And it's not a bunch of rules and do's and don'ts and don't likes. It's not that Christians don't like LGBTQ people. I can't keep up with the acronym. It's not that Christians don't like people who are same-sex attracted um, or in transition from male to female or female to male. It's not that's not you do have some of those some some weird old Christians that that do that, and they don't represent Christ. So don't even think about them. Don't disregard them. Um, forget them. Jesus Christ loves all people. God loves all people. Now, when once you enter into a relationship with Him, you're not gonna stay that way. When you let's look at at the natural level when you enter into a relationship with whoever you're in love with did you stay the same no you changed and i'm sure your friends can attest to the fact that you've changed since you've been with this guy or this girl you've changed so you're not gonna stay the same but don't even worry about that right now just enter into a relationship with god through jesus christ and like i said all you need to know is that god can't accept you that way the way that you are he just can't you can't meet the standard. You just can't meet the standard. Simple, simple enough. But Jesus Christ already met the standard. He already went through the punishment that you and I deserved. So all you got to do is say, yeah, he, he, I, God, you have a standard. I don't meet it. Jesus met it. I believe that he came to the earth to get the punishment that I deserved. And I, and please forgive me. And I want to be in a relationship with you. Please be the leader of my life. And let's do this. Let's do this. That's it. Say it in whatever way you want to say it. And then once you finish it, go grab you a Bible. It's, you don't even got to go buy no hard copy Bible. There's an app on you. If you have an iPhone, either, even if you have a, a Samsung, I mean a, an Android, go to the app store, get um, Blue Letter Bible. Uh, not Blue Letter Bible. That's not, what I, that's not the app. The app is called um, the Bible app. And I want you to read the first book of the New Testament, which is Matthew. Just read it. And then keep reading. Just keep reading, honey. Just keep reading. That's it. Anywho, that's all I want to talk about. I just want to talk about self-assessing and where I am mentally and socially and relationally and where I want to be and then where those gaps are. I don't know how I got into the gospel, but I'm glad I did. Um, Yeah. And listen, thank you guys for listening and subscribing and um, leaving me comments, um, leaving me voice messages. Thank you guys for telling your friends and say, yo, you want to check her out? Because, yo, I'm the coolest Christian you're going to ever know. I'm the cool one. I'm cool like that. Like, I'm not one of them. Not even one of them. I don't even want to get into all that. I'm just not stuffy. I'm not stuck up. I'm like you. I make mistakes. I do dumb stuff. I say dumb stuff. I have to ask for forgiveness. I have to forgive. All that good stuff. But the only difference between you and I is I have Holy Spirit to help me. That's the only difference. Um, and so, yeah, like I always say, I want to see you guys in heaven with me. 
keep checking in with me. Keep tuning in with me. Keep rocking with me. We're getting ready to go into our uh, second year anniversary, which will be in January. It's just crazy. I can't believe I'm getting ready to be two years into this podcast thing. Shout out to Dara over at Avenue 89 who first told me about Anchor um, a year ago. Yo, this is crazy. So, you know, I use this as a a source of therapy. I mean, I, I have an actual therapist that I see twice every other week. But I also use the podcast as a source of therapy for me as well because it gives me an opportunity to get things out that I don't normally get out with when I'm with people. Um, yeah. So listen, like, like I want, but I also want to say, look, I don't ended it like a hundred times and still haven't ended yet. <laughs> if you have something that you want to say that you believe that you just want to get out, like, don't worry about followers. And even listeners, listeners, like, don't worry about that. If you feel like, listen, I need to get stuff off of my chest. I'm, I'm, I find these topics important and I want to talk about them. Start a podcast. If you want to start via Anchor, go on the Anchor, download the app, start your podcast. If you want to set it up, like, you know, with the microphone and all that stuff, getting you a studio space, do that. If you want to just do via YouTube, do that. Set your YouTube page up. Talk right into your laptop microphone and upload it. However you want to do it. But don't, I want you to get it out. Just get it out. Whatever those topics are, whatever is important to you that you want to talk about. If you're a mom, a single mom, and you want to talk about single motherhood. If you are a stay-at-home mom, you want to talk about that, get that out. If you are a single dad, if you're into football, basketball, if you're into blue-eyed soul, shout out to Dara once again, <laughs> and you want to talk about blue-eyed soul, do that. If you're a dancer, you want to talk about that. Whatever whatever floats your boat, tickles your pickle, whatever gets you excited, create a podcast or a blog or whatever, or a vlog, which, whichever the three, and just get it out. Your voice is important, and your voice is just deserves to be heard just as much as the next person. But more importantly than somebody hearing it, you need to get it out. And again, that's why I do this podcast, because there are topics that I want to talk about that I find important, and I just want to get them out. So anyway, that's it. Once again, I'm going to end it this time for real. Thank you guys for tuning in. And like I always say, I want to see you in heaven with me, and I'm out.